Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Mark it on your calendar. Today's the day. What day? Today's National Wine Day. Naturally. And all we're doing is drinking wine. Guys, are we drinking wine? Right now, drinking wine is winning. Whether it be red wine or rosé, today is National Wine Day. Happy National Wine Day, everybody. Get some in ya. Today's the day where you pretend like you don't have wine like uh, often, and you oh oh it's wine day oh today I'll have a glass then <laughs> great oh today's the day all right you know what when it comes to wine because that's one that I will still drink regularly um, you can sort of over the last year see how people have devolved when it comes to wine some people are just drinking it right out of the fucking bottle now some people doing it during the day whatever even me I mean typically. I would have a glass of wine with dinner or in the evening. Now it's kind of like, it's 11 o'clock, I'm done work, and I don't have to go anywhere. Might as well have myself a drink. Yep. I think a lot of people are doing that sort of shit. Think about your life before kids, Kat. If quarantine had happened before kids, you could do the exact same thing. I, uh, yeah, although I'll tell you something, though. When we talk about this... All depends on your time, the time in your life as to how this affects you, Right. For me, with little kids, I didn't go a lot of places anyway. I wouldn't go a lot of places anyway, so I'm okay with that. I'm all right with it. Uh, but yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, for the day drinkers, um, good on you. I don't even know if that's how you put it, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's something to be proud of or yeah, not. Probably not. Probably not. Teach their own. I don't know. Uh, okay, so we did give you a COVID-free podcast on Friday. Thank you very much to Dave Blizzard for joining us and to everybody who DM'd us about Piss Rocks. Oh, so many DMs about Piss Rocks. Threw a bathing suit and whether or not that does or doesn't filter piss component of that liquid. Uh, great stuff, everybody. We'll try and get back to all of you as quickly as we can. But since we did a COVID-free podcast on Friday, today we got to do some COVID shit. Because on Thursday, Doug fucking Ford can't... Oh, it's getting a little more angry now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you, you didn't even Doug hold back. Fucking that, usually Ford. you go, Doug fucking Ford, ha ha ha, hesitantly, but that was not hesitant. Good, good, give her, give her. Honestly, Kat, I think he's lost his marbles. I honestly think the man has gone crazy. Being in that bubble at Queen's Park seems to have gotten to the man because all common sense has gone out the window. So let me play just a little bit of Thursday's announcement for you. Our ICUs were overflowing and hospitals were close to being overwhelmed. Our healthcare system was at a breaking point. I told you that as Premier, I would make the tough but necessary decisions to save lives and ensure our hospitals didn't collapse under the strain of these new deadly variants. We put in place strict measures to immediately stop the spread of this virus and give ourselves time to roll out more vaccinations. I know that these measures came with a great price. I don't think he does understand the price that it came with. I, I, I'm really struggling with whether or not he can truly appreciate it. Because after all that preamble, and after he again blamed the federal government for the borders, we're going to come back and talk about borders in a minute. He then went on to say that he doesn't get along well with the teachers unions and they don't agree with the doctors. And so we don't know if schools are reopening, which is the number one question that a lot of parents want to know is, are schools going to reopen? And then he went into this three-step plan to reopen Ontario, Cat, 
And it was funny because he's a sneaky little bastard. He was trying to sell it as this is Ontario's reopening roadmap. Here we go. But it was like he was celebrating the good to hide the bad. Mm. So after you hear the initial, yes, in step two, we're going to allow non-essential retail to reopen up. And in stage three, we're going to allow indoor dining. But what a lot of people lost was some of the subtle details in all that. I mean, if you just heard the announcement on the surface, it might seem very, very good. And I think they thought they were delivering good news. In essence, it was horrible news. July 5th is the earliest we could possibly enter stage two. With that announcement, Doug sentenced all those people who are out of work right now to six more weeks at home. On that government subsidy, six more weeks for the bartenders and the waitresses and the waiters and the hairstylists and the nail techs, six more weeks. And and I mean, there's a lot of other stuff, too. I mean, I personally had a bastard of a weekend trying to organize stuff because I'm the commissioner of a couple of different lacrosse uh, leagues. And sorry, I'm the commissioner of one league and I am the uh, convener of an event. And when he put that ban on kids sports, that made me have to reschedule so much shit that we had planned. It was so fucking frustrating. Outdoor kids sports, by the way, outdoor is still banned. And, you know, he came out and said, we're going to we're going to open up the sports fields. Sports fields are going to be open for everybody. But he put so many fucking rules on them that teams can't actually use them. It, you know, we have the sports fields open now, which is fine. I guess you can go and play a pickup game of soccer or or whatever with no rules. But the actual teams that have protocols in place can't even start training until June 15th. And even at that, only 10 people on a baseball diamond or a soccer field. It'll be at least July the 5th before they can actually play a game hmm. of softball. Yeah. July the 5th tough that's tough for that was tough for a lot of people to hear but I think and I did see your um, Facebook or post or it was a tweet about that and I mean you're absolutely right it is that fine print that makes the headline seem okay right I mean when you heard like Mm -hmm. yeah fields are going to be open you know you give a lot of people hope and then you read the fine print and you go I mean come the fuck on we all know how this works especially here in Ontario we have a limited time to do these things and and I'm you know better than anybody it takes time to organize. I mean, you actually taught me about that because I didn't realize how much work went into planning for this stuff in advance. You can't just throw a bunch of kids on a soccer field the day it happens, right? There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And so for for parents, for coaches, for um, anybody involved in it, that that sucked to hear. I have no doubt about it. Oh, and you know what else, Kat? I mean, specifically with sports, the ripple effect is insane. For example, we've got a a ton of young people right now, students who count on May, June, July, and a little bit of August to work, to sustain themselves through the whole year so they can focus on their studies during the school year. He said no. In one foul swoop, Doug said, no, sorry, fuck your summer job. You don't need money. Hmm. Keep living off the government. I mean, for all the students that work as a server or as a cook in a kitchen or something like that, he basically took away their summer jobs. I mean, my uh, the lacrosse league that I'm the commissioner of, it's called the United Lacrosse League. We had planned to start on June the 2nd. Actually, we planned on starting back in May, but then all this shit happened and it got worse. So we had to put it off and put it off. 
We were going to start June 2nd. Then we were going to start June 15th. Now he said it'll be at least July the 5th. Do you know how many students we employ? Because we pay our students that are going to school and playing in the NCAA. When they come home, they can make a little bit of money coaching and teaching the next generation. We pay them for their time and their gas and all that sort of stuff. He even took that away. Right. It's fucking crazy, cat. Yeah. So, And I mean, well, the other thing I wanted to say about it is you were right about the misleading stuff. I mean, yeah, sports fields are open. But when you read the fine print, not until July 5th can they play a game. And then he says things like, uh, um, I'm trying to think of another example. The whole thing was a mess. Oh, we're, we're going to be under a stay-at-home order until June the 2nd. That's going to stay in effect, stay at home until June the 2nd. Well, you're not actually opening anything, though, until June the 15th. So if you want to keep the stay-at-home order in effect, just call it what it is. Nothing's going to happen until June 15th. And now all of this is because they've tied our new targets to vaccination rates. So Apparently, uh, it's not about hospitals anymore. Yes. So that's the part that that, that I was a little confused on because I'm... You know, I'm all for the overall message of let's get things back on track before we go gung ho, because I don't want to hear about a fourth wave. That's going to suck even more. Could you imagine? Blah, blah, blah. But when I saw that now all of all of the sudden it's based on how many vaccines are handed out and not based on how we're doing over here with the case count. I'm a little confused. Has anybody else in the world done that? Like, I mean, based what the, what's open and closed on how many people get their vaccines, I know a lot of people did not take well to that information. So basically, it's a, a us having to encourage people now, get your vaccine, get your vaccine, which I never really wanted to do, by the way. I never wanted to be that person because I was hesitant from the beginning. So I can imagine, I know there's a lot of people who are, because it's not really... I, I understand it. It's not like you're against, you're not anti-vax necessarily if you don't want to get the vaccine. There's a group of people who might be, But the majority of people are just unsure because this is new and they're still trying to educate themselves about it. And that is fair to me. You are allowed to educate yourself on something that you're being injected with. Take your time, maybe see what happens and make sure the rest of the world is doing well with those vaccines and be picky about which one you get. I agree you should be able to do all of that. But now you're saying we're not actually going to open on, you know, June 14th if this number isn't hit for vaccines. You got to be kidding me here. I, I did that did not that part did not sit that well with me. No, it didn't sit well with me either, especially since we've been told since the beginning this is all about preserving hospital capacity. Well, as I look at the hospital capacity and granted it does fluctuate and for some reason this is a very serious thing but not serious enough to post numbers on the Monday uh, holiday. I, I don't understand that one at all. I mean, as of yesterday, Sunday, 1,041, 1,041 hospitalized. That's less than half of what it was at the height of the third wave. 693 in the ICU. Yeah, I mean, that's higher than they wanted it, but it's still down substantially. And with 180,000 people a day getting vaccinated in Ontario, I mean, rough math, we can do about a million people a week. There's reason to think that we could have most people who want a shot vaccinated pretty damn quickly. And he says 60% of adults must have one dose in order for us to enter step one. But then he moved the goalpost again because we're already almost at 60%. He said, no, no, no. We want to let it sit or we want to let it kick in. 
So three weeks from now, we can enter step one so that the people who just got the shot can have a chance for it to build up some efficacy. Listen, it's not like we vaccinated these 60% all at the same time. We've been vaccinating people since December. There's some people who have got five months worth of vaccine in them. Why in the holy hell would we have to wait three weeks to even start? You said 60%. We're basically at 60%. Go to step one immediately. By the way, step one, for those who don't know, will allow outdoor dining for up to four people per table. Essential retail, that's your Walmarts and your grocery stores and stuff, they'll be able to have capacity up to 25%. Outdoor gatherings can have 10 people. Outdoor religious services are allowed. Outdoor sports, but only for training, no more than 10 people on a soccer field. Day camps, campsites and campgrounds, Ontario parks, of course, horse racing, because for whatever reason, Doug seems to love the fucking horse racing, and outdoor pools, splash pads, and wading pools. That can all happen as of June 15th. I don't understand why we would wait three weeks to even start. It'll be July before you can have uh, outdoor dining up to six people, 50% capacity for essential retail. Non-essential retail is allowed to open up at 25% instead of 15%. Personal care services, but face coverings most must be worn at all times. The earliest you're going to get a haircut is July 5th. July the 5th mm-hmm. at the earliest. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's a long He wants way 21 away. days in between steps because he's tied it to vaccinations because the hospital numbers are looking real good. But they seem to want, they seem to want to keep us locked down. So when the hospital metrics aren't working for you anymore, you switch it to vaccine targets. And let's be honest, by the time we get to step three, 70 to 80 percent of adults need to have at least one dose and 25 percent must have two doses. That can't happen until the end of July. And that's when they'll be allowing outdoor, sorry, indoor dining again, indoor religious services, indoor seated events, casinos, bingo halls. They can all open in step three. But I don't even know if it's possible to get to 80 percent vaccinated and 25% fully vaccinated. That seems like a very high number, considering there's a lot of vaccine hesitancy. A lot of that vaccine hesitancy comes from the government themselves, who have done nothing but change the story on AstraZeneca. I can't believe that they're going to tie this to vaccination rates. Like, can you think of a good reason for this, or are they just fucking with us at this point? I don't, like, again, I just feel like, they're trying to look at the overall picture. The only thing I could come up with, let's put it that way. I, I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but they don't want to be that. We don't want to be that province or let's just go province by province, even though Canada generally as a whole. Yes, there's a problem all the way up at the top. And I think we've all figured that out. And there were sure, issues yep. from and there were issues from the very beginning. So there's a lot of people at fault here for this. But specifically speaking about Ontario, I think they don't want the big highlight of the year to be about, oh my God, you're the only place that has a fourth wave, basically, even though I'm sure, I don't even know, I couldn't tell you if other places did, but they don't want that. So they feel like this is the best thing to do is to really push on the vaccinations now to make sure that doesn't happen to save their own ass. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I don't know if we could ever hit that target. 75 to 80% vaccinated and 25% must be fully vaccinated. I don't know if that's possible 
by the end of July, based- which is the earliest it could happen. No, do you, are you wondering that based on the supply or based on the amount of people who are willingly going to take the vaccine? Based on the amount of people that are willingly okay. going to go and get a shot. Gotcha. I don't know if eight out of 10 people in Ontario are willing to get vaccinated right now. Adults, right? This is specific to adults, correct? I believe it's people that are eligible. Okay. There's probably some fine print to that, too. I mean, now 12-year-olds can book a shot. And, I mean, that's all well and good. But there's also no shortage of people who say, maybe you should be giving those those high-risk seniors and those, like, maybe 30-plus their second shot before you get to the Mm 12-year-olds. So I don't know what the right answer is there. That's... That's probably one where even I would defer to the doctors about what makes the most sense. But with the supply that's coming in and the amount of people that want a shot now that it's open for 12 to 18, I think it's going to be a while before we get our second shots now because that's a lot of fucking people to do. And, And whether or not we can hit eight out of 10 Ontarians with at least one shot and one in four that have had two shots by the end of July I don't know if that's going to happen, guys. And that is a major kick in the balls to anybody who works in those non-essential businesses or those people who work for personal personal care services or uh, indoor dining. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, that seems very unrealistic to me. And this seems like a very strange time to move the goalpost and say it's no longer about hospital capacity. It's about vaccine threshold. Mm -hmm. Crazy to me. Uh, We mentioned the borders. We all know the borders have been a big problem. That's how those variants got into the country in the first place. My son came back from the States late last week. He was down there for school. He came back with two other guys that were in the States. They're all fully vaccinated. Both shots, three weeks since they had their second shot. These are fully vaccinated individuals, Cat. Before they could cross the border, they had to show up with a negative PCR COVID test. They got tested again at the border. That's why it took them two and a half hours to get over it. Then they have to go home and remain in isolation for two weeks. On day eight, they have to mail in a COVID test, which the border services gave them. And then they have to get tested again at the end of the two weeks. Wow. These are fully vaccinated Canadians that have to do that. So while I agree the borders are a problem, for Doug to now insist, oh, fuck, they got to go to the quarantine hotel. Anybody coming over at the land crossing, got to go to the quarantine hotel. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why, because to me, that seems very strict for three kids, all 20 years old, healthy individuals that are fully vaccinated. What is that? One, two, three, four negative tests they need. Four. And they're fully vaccinated. Wow. Sometimes I wonder if the government actually thinks these vaccines work. Some of the <laughs> stuff we're doing that, here, it makes me wonder, do you guys think it works? But how messed I get up the impression is that? you don't. But how messed up is that, though? On one side, you have vaccinate or we're not opening. That's basically what you're telling us. But on the other side, but you're vaccinated, but you still we still are having a little bit of trouble with you here. You got to take 50 tests. So which one is it? <laughs> Yeah. Do you like, trust it entirely over here where you're saying that we need to do this to open everything up? Or do you hate it so much that even if you're fully vaccinated, there's still questions? <laughs> you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. But, uh, okay, let's take a trip across Canada here uh, while we're talking COVID and then we'll move on. Quebec today lifts the last remaining emergency lockdown measures that were imposed on the Quebec hotspots. That means non-essential businesses in Quebec can reopen. Hey. 
The evening curfew pushed back to 930. Hey, that's great. They're going to be living life again in Quebec. Saskatchewan is relaxing capacity limits on retail, personal care services, and restaurants. Now that 70% of residents 30 and up have been vaccinated with at least one dose. In Alberta, Alberta was the worst spot statistically in North America a week and a half ago. Yet today, students will return to in-person learning after they switched to two weeks of distance learning to help stem a surge in hospital admissions. In the Yukon, they're lifting restrictions today, including allowing groups of up to 200 people to gather inside and outside. You can have a wedding in the Yukon. If you are thinking of delaying your summer wedding because of Doug fucking Ford, just go to the Yukon and get married. It's beautiful. You can have 200 people there. There's your destination wedding for 2021. But here in Ontario, we're under a stay-at-home order. It's a joke at this point, right? I mean, it's the, the fact that we're under a stay-at-home order is laughable. Because you can gather with up to five people from other households. Yeah, I know. It's weird. The wording is weird to me. It still is. It has been from the beginning. Uh, maybe not wave one. Maybe that made sense to me. But now now that the weather's nicer, I mean, you're right. It's not really necessarily a stay at home. And you can't also blame someone. Like myself. I went to Niagara Falls this weekend. I didn't stay you. over there. I didn't, you know, stay long. But I've been doing all the trails locally. You know, like I I like going on walks on the weekend with the family. It's one of the things you can do. It's healthy. Good for you to get out there. It's nice. But I've seen all of the trails. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? This is just, it's time for me to go somewhere else. Everything I did was absolutely safe. I got into a car with my family. I parked there and I went for a walk up and down the strip. And by the way, there were a lot of people there. Um, It was nice and quiet. I kind of liked the fact that I didn't need any excuse to not go into the into some of the things you know what i mean and pay the admission so that part was fine by the way and there are things that are open there i mean as of this weekend they could open all the miniature golf things and they've got a big uh, dinosaur one attraction that that had a wait list when i left but anyway i was doing all the things right is my point like i i was not staying at home but everything that i did was right i stayed in my group of family i didn't see anybody else that i knew we weren't hanging out with other people we were just going for a walk elsewhere because this weather does not last long in this province, and they need to also understand that, and the wording probably should reflect that, too. Yeah, I I, I, get, I, I think that's great that you went out. You did something which you were perfectly allowed to do, other than the fact that we're under a stay-at-home order. Why don't they just lift it? I mean, just lift it at this point. I mean, it's basically laughable. The government is having a mockery made of it by having the stay-at-home order when they've already said you can go out. Well, I mean, if they lift it, though, do they not have to make sure kids go back to class? And that's what's making them nervous, too. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because there's two things I'm wondering about is why Doug Ford is still saying it's between the doctors and the teachers unions to figure it out. I mean, you're the boss, Doug. You've said it before. The buck stops with you. If the buck stops with you and you have two opposing sides that don't agree, then make a decision. I I, frankly, I can't see why the government is still hanging on to this keeping schools closed. I thought they were supposed to be the last to close and the first to open. It doesn't make sense. Alberta did it right. Alberta's not using school shutdowns uh, 
for political reasons. They're they're doing it for what's absolutely mandatory. They shut them down for two weeks. And today kids go back to school. And that's the way it should be. By the time we reach the end of this school year, kids will have been out of school more than they were in it in the second half of the year. They were only in for February, March, and like, what, a couple of days of April? And they've been off ever since? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why somebody doesn't just step up and say, you know what? We feel schools are safe. Our hospital capacity is good right now. We're starting to vaccinate 12 plus. We're going to reopen the schools now for anybody who is comfortable going. Just pull the trigger and open the goddamn schools for people that want to go. There's people who really want their kids in school. And if you guys insist it's safe, which you have since day one, reopen them. I don't understand what the the hesitancy is. This is a government that did nothing for the first wave one and two, but say we've taken decisive action. This is the most indecisive thing I've ever seen from a government. Well... You know, they're safe, but we couldn't keep up with all the amount of contact tracing there at the uh, the start of the third wave. So we had to shut them down. And, well, there's the education minister over there. We don't really know what he's doing right now. And the teachers unions are threatening an injunction, but the doctors say it's safe. And I don't know when everybody comes to a consensus. We'll figure it out. What kind of leadership is that? Make a decision. Either shut them down or open them up, but do it quick and give parents a little bit of of notice about what's going to happen. You know, the last thing they want to hear on Friday is, yeah, yeah, schools are reopening Monday. That's also the last thing admins and teachers need is short notice that schools are reopening. Make a decision, Doug. Fuck. And the other thing I'm wondering about here is we can't enter step one until June 15th. By the way, this step thing isn't a bad idea. It's better than the color coded system, but we should immediately move to step one, not wait till June 15th to even start it. Fuck. But the other question I have is, stay at home is in effect until June the 2nd. Step one begins on June the 15th. What happens in that two weeks there? What happens in those two weeks? Because what I'm thinking here is, under the stay at home order, stores like Walmart, Superstore, blah, blah, they have to only sell the essential stuff. But when the stay-at-home order is lifted, are they going to be allowed to open up all of Walmart? Or will they have to keep that stuff restricted? Because there's no shortage of parents right now who are thinking, fuck, my kid needs summer clothes. It's going to be 36 degrees with the Humidex today. Exactly. And according to step two, that's when non-essential retail capacity will be at 25%. So I hear what you mean. So do they take off the tape then, the same time that they open up all the non-essential stores at a capacity of 25%? Well, what I'm wondering is, because we all know Doug seems to have a fucking love affair with Walmart and Shoppers Drug Mart and Loblaws. There's a few companies that he seems to go to a lot. Is he giving those guys a head start? Will Walmart be allowed to start selling shoes and clothes as of June 2nd when the stay-at-home order is lifted? Or do they have to wait until June 15th and go at 15% capacity with everybody else? I assume they had to wait. But if, and if that's not the case, then there's going to be, that's going to be a problem. Can you imagine after all this time locked down, third lockdown, by the way, after all that time locked down, if he gives Walmart and Superstore Joe Fresh, if he gives them a two week head start on all the other retailers that are doing curbside right now, I would hope 
that people are going to be outraged. Yeah, I don't. I would think, hope that's I the case. I don't think that's going to happen. But other, there's been many things that have surprised me in this little journey that we've traveled, all of us together. So I wouldn't be sh- shocked, but I would be. You know what I mean? That would just not be right. It would really not be right. And I think the people will speak to that. You're at, you're 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 correct. And when it comes to all of these steps. And the vaccinations. If let's say we don't hit these targets, I mean, you and I both know it's we're not going to follow it. You know, there's going to be there's going to be a rebellion against it. If let's say we don't quite hit those vaccination targets. Yeah, if we're at, say, 68 percent instead of 70, I'm wondering how much flexibility there is there. Yes. And see, this is the problem with that plan they put out and putting firm dates on it. I mean, to say we're not even going to enter Stage one until June 15th is fucking it's irresponsible. It really is, because I think the government is either going to go through. What is it? Five more weeks of absolute torture. Uh, Three more weeks. Absolute torture. Mm -hmm. As we look at the rest of Canada and all of America reopen. If they actually stick to that, there is going to be mass outrage. But if they don't stick to that, which is highly likely that they may move some of these dates up, then why the fuck did they put a date on it in the first place? Why didn't you just say after we get through the long weekend, we will let you know when we're going to stage one. It'll probably be when the stay at home order expires on June 2nd or just jump into it right fucking now. Twenty one days in between steps. What what are you guys doing? (laughs) it's so stupid that you gave yourselves a plan with no flexibility it's crazy to me i i yeah i don't know at first i used to think well you know i mean doug's just getting a lot of bad advice dr david williams is running ontario now it's not doug ford or christine elliott the doctor's running the show but doug is still the leader the buck stops with him i don't know how he can look out the window And see all those people out and about across Ontario today and still have confidence in his own stay-at-home order. It's crazy to me. Yeah, I don't know. The stay-at-home thing needs to go. And I thought the second that they do open the golf courses and and, and all the outdoor activities that they did open, that's when you should lift that. Because you can't have have both, too. It is very confusing for a lot of people. You're right. We talked about that last week. And I mean, to allow golf and tennis, the two stereotypical old white people sports, but not allow a kid to play T-ball? Are you guys fucking high? This is just another attack on families. You've closed schools and you won't let kids play sports on a team. No, it's okay. There's hush money coming, Scott. Oh, well, that's what they do, right? They keep stroking checks to parents hoping you'll forget about all this. Mm. I really hope people don't forget about this. I mean, there's certain things that we can overlook, certain things that we can think, ah, well, it's a tough decision, unprecedented times, uncharted waters, but this is fucking deliberate. It's so funny, though. Like, just a note on that fucking benefit. Just a note on that, too. I feel like it's so ass backwards, Scott. So you made a gr- you sent a great example out there. Kids can't play t-ball right now. What we do have is families trying to use that money to get their kids out and active. That's what I find anyway. With my group of people, they're using that money to, you know, get a play set in the backyard or do whatever they have to do because they don't know what the fuck is going on. They don't know what restrictions are going to be lifted or if their kids are going to be able to play their t-ball or their soccer, whatever it is. So they're buying things. They can't buy it locally because, and it is difficult. I've looked it up myself, even the curbside stuff. There's limited stock locally, and you want to try to support these local places that can't get the supply. 
most of those people are spending that money at fucking Wayfair and shit like that. So it, it's almost like they're doing the opposite with this money. They're giving it to companies that are not local and it, making it really hard for families to even support local with this if that's what they choose to do with it. A lot of my friends are like, oh, I couldn't find it here. Tried to curbside pickup from here. Can't do it. Not in stock. Not available. Fucking bought it on Wayfair or fill in the blank, wherever it might be. So I, I don't. I think it's so ass backwards, the whole thing. Now, for some families, I know the money will come in handy. And I hope that's the case. I just wish that we could find a way to better allocate this money to families who actually need it. It just frustrates me. I I just can't explain it, Kat. I mean, you'd think they would have learned something from wave one and wave two, or maybe this step one, step two, step three thing is just a brand new plan that nobody ever thought of, even though people have thought of it. They're doing it in other countries. We basically stole it from other countries and just wrote Ontario on it. I mean, how can you guys put these firm dates on it? And vaccination targets like 80% of the province needs to have one dose and one in four need to have a double shot before indoor dining can resume again. Does nobody remember that we did do indoor dining and for the most part it was safe? Mm -hmm. We did have hair salons and nail salons open and for the most part it was safe. I mean, what the fuck are we doing here? It's crazy to me. But anyway, um... Let's see how deep the grave Doug is digging for himself will get. Let's see where this one goes because people are starting to catch on to some of the subtleties and the nuances and the fine print, those little details about Ontario's reopening plan, and they don't like what they see. They don't like it at all. July 5th before you can get a haircut. It's We've a got long, a thousand people in the hospital. That's it. It's a long way out. I know it's not. It's not the news most people wanted to hear. I think I, I see the odd person saying, "Guys, just keep your head down. Do what you're supposed to do. It'll be fine." And yeah, I mean, maybe part of that is correct. You know, part of me wants to think like, "Let's just get through this," because by by December, we're all gonna. I know that seems far away too, but we're all gonna be just like, "Oh, remember that time? That was fucking weird. Remember when we were looking at the states and how free they were and how they were partying and getting back to festivals, which are being announced like crazy down there." But oh, here yeah. we are, like assholes. But hopefully it's all in the past and come election time, remember it all. Just quickly before we go, uh, go Leafs, go. Yeah! <laughs> go fucking Leafs, go. You said it. They were, uh, they've been playing really well. I mean, I think they've outplayed Montreal three games in a row. I know they didn't win the first game, but there's one problem that the Leafs have in front of them. And his name is Carey Price. He's an exceptional gifted goalie. And if it weren't for him, this would be a slaughter. This would be fucking ugly, this series. But I think, I think we're going a long way here, Kat. Although it does worry me a little bit that Winnipeg swept Edmonton. Four straight. I didn't expect that at all. And it's going to be Edmonton, sorry, it'll be Winnipeg that the Leafs play in the second round. How do you like that matchup? Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay with anything at this point because, and and McDavid being out is is key to this statement. (laughs) Anything can happen in the playoffs. You know, you think you got it down pat, and you don't necessarily. And I think this year the Leafs could actually benefit from that. It's going to be a weird year if we do go all the way to the Cup. But listen, isn't that so, that is so Toronto Maple Leafs, though. If any year it happens, this will be the year where we can't do all of the things we want to do. But you know people will do it anyway by the time that it happens. And let's say, and we don't want to jinx anything if you believe in that but let's say Leafs do make it we are in the we are in the finals how do you not fucking gather 
How do you not gather with people whom you are close with, that you watch these games with for years and years and years, and you've never seen this in your lifetime? Most of the people haven't, of course. So this is, it's a huge moment. And figures, it would be the Leafs fucking year that that would happen. So if it does happen, Scott, that would be so Leafs. It just would be so Leafs. Just so everybody understands, in Doug Ford's Ontario, currently, we would not be able to have a parade. By the time the Stanley Cup comes along, if 70% of Ontario has had one shot and one in five have had two shots, what are we at now? I think like 4%. We need to get to 20%. If that happens, we can go to step two, meaning it's going to be a race to see if the Leafs win the cup or if you can get a fucking haircut or a manicure first. But that's the kind of timeline that we're looking at here, guys. The Stanley Cup could be won by the time you can get a haircut in Ontario. (laughs) Fucking ridiculous. That's so silly. (laughs) You know, like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? I'm offering up my consultation services to the province. If you guys want just a common sense plan, you feel free to give us a call. Cattle jumping, too. I'm volunteering. Yep. I'm in. Uh... I think that's it. Enjoy National Wine Day, everybody. Tomorrow, we'll sprinkle in a couple other things. I just had some COVID stuff that I wanted to get off my chest, and there we go. We did it. Have a great day, everybody. This summer, Google is opening its first ever retail store. Yeah. And since it's Google, you just walk in, they already know what you're looking for. How you doing, Dave? Yeah, we have your phone. Also, uh, unicorns aren't real. So, hey, welcome. Some of America's biggest dating apps, including Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble, will offer badges for singles to display their vaccination status. That's great. The, the, the only other shot dating apps ever promoted was penicillin. So I think that's a great... Uh... Startup airline Boom Supersonic is hoping to eventually fly passengers anywhere in the world in four hours or less for just $100. So get ready to fly fast and cheap on the only airline named after the sound of an explosion. A conductor of a bullet train is facing disciplinary action after he left the controls to use the bathroom while the train was traveling at nearly 100 miles an hour. But brother, that chili was traveling at that same speed. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.